2: hyundai there's joy in every journey
1: this is the sports radio 610 outdoor show with captain mickey eastman captain mickey has been guiding the texas gulf coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments now here's your host captain mickey
3: Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. We have Captain Bink Grimes in studio this morning. He came home for the holidays, and we're hanging out together. We've already killed two or three limits of ducks this morning. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Bink. Good morning. And producing the outdoor show this morning is Jace. You doing all right in there, Jace? Everything good for the holidays? Yep, doing fine this morning. All right, buddy. All right, our sponsors today the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, weather right now. Noticed it warmed up pretty good during the night. Short sleeve weather again. Summer's back. 64 in Galveston this morning with a few showers today. Uh, they're calling for numerous thunderstorms developing during the afternoon hours, but uh, I'm not seeing it on radar yet. Some areas of dense fog, a high of 67, east winds 10 to 20, and that chance of rain there showing about a 70% up. Tonight, 100% chance of rain with showers and thunderstorms likely. Southeast winds 10 to 20. And for tomorrow on Christmas Eve, thunderstorms potential for a heavy rainfall. High of 67, south-southeast 10 to 15. And that rain chance tomorrow on Christmas Eve is 90%. Tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have two of them. We have a low at 7.26 a.m. It's a negative 0.6 coming off a 1.0 last night. And then a high this afternoon at 3.49 p.m. It's a 1.3. 7.10 a.m. sunrise, 5.26 p.m. sunset, and our moon phase is 80%. So I can look forward to a full moon to go deer hunting on this year. That happens a lot to me (laughs) when I go down there. But sometimes that's when some of the biggest bucks are killed on a full moon. I guess when they're chasing does, they get a little stupid, and doesn't matter about the moon phase. Well, how's y'all's hunting? Is it starting to slow up a little bit in this yeah, second uh, half without any cold fronts?
4: It is. It's getting a little stale, but it's not for lack of birds. It's it's just uh, it's the moon phase, and uh, they're just they're starting to move a little bit later. And you, I, I watched them. I don't know, twelve thirty, one o'clock the other day, just piling in the marsh and um uh, but case in point yesterday man just went in on what i thought would be a, just a a burn down and yeah it did not happen just that's the uh, mystery of migratory waterfowl
3: we need some fresh meat <laughs> we do. get a good arctic blast in here and push some new birds in we do because you can tell they've been around a while when i hunted with gene the other day we still had a good shoot but you could tell especially the teal and the shovelers and everything they were skirting them decoys and they wouldn't even make another pass yeah when teal and spoonies don't do it uh
4: you need a few new
3: birds (laughs) yeah yeah you do all right well let's get to the phone lines let's go over to sabine lake and check in with captain bill watkins this morning see what he's up to good morning bill what's up how are you guys doing this morning hey we're cadillacking man (laughs) early in the morning (laughs) yeah buddy well, I'm I'm about half asleep, but uh, I Me will too. survive it. <laughs> I had a night I just slept like a, I was like a train wreck. You know, usually I don't sleep that good on nights, but uh, I did last night. Not a lot of sleep, really? but very uh, valuable, about three and a half hours of hard sleep. That's good. I'm good to yeah,
5: go.
3: I, I can survive on that, but uh, I don't know. It
5: just uh, seems like. It's it's hard for me to go to sleep before ten or ten thirty. Yeah. When I mean, you have to get up at you know three forty five or four or whatever, it's that that makes a short night. You don't really get enough sleep. But hey, it's uh, this
3: is my life. <laughs> yeah, you chose you, know, you it. made your bed, you lay in it, son. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. I'm saying that. Yeah. Well, what a bed uh, to make. Fish for a living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who would have
5: thought it? oh no, but uh I don't know. it's a labor of love to me it is i just have i have to i have to be out there and uh I figure that uh wherever I'm at when death finds me that that'd be just fine
3: in the bay, you know
5: wherever. <laughs> That's want, all good. I want
3: to keel over in about waist-deep water with about a 34-inch trout on. And <laughs> just find me Facebook. Yeah. I hope he's on my stringer so they can say, well, he, he ended I, it with a I big, would, too I big, would like to get him in the big net. trout. <laughs> yeah. I'd like
5: to get him in the net first <laughs> so I could just uh, maybe take a photo and then fall over. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had – I had one in the net that was probably 36 inches long, but that sucker slipped right back out of that net. The tide was running, and oh man, of caught it on a, a Peckerwood colored topwater bait, a spook. And that big old fish, golly, I mean, the, she wouldn't fit in the net. I didn't have a big enough net. It was 28 inches from the fork to the edge of the hoop. It was uh, 28 inches long.
3: Dang. And that
5: fish hung
3: out of that net. Oh. Just curled another him up 12 in there with the tail hanging out.
5: And I couldn't. And she stiffened up, and that top water bait hung up in the fork of the net, and she shook it, and slid right back out of that net, and I, I couldn't get her. To fold up in the net and oh, she just slid off down the current and then went down and uh that old boy said was that a big one <laughs> <laughs>
3: no nah, man just I said, just another 10 pounder nothing to it man throw out and get another one
5: <laughs> i said uh I said, yeah i said no big deal i yeah, said yeah it's that's a pretty nothing. good
3: one but uh
5: you know i didn't say <laughs> oh that was a trophy of a lifetime I mean, the guy just got off his own airplane and drove over the fish with me that morning, and Boy. he didn't know. God rest God, oh, man. I had no idea how. That fish had to weigh 13, maybe more, 14 pounds. I don't know. Huge. <laughs> it looked like a salmon. looked like a king salmon in that net. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't Couldn't fold it up in there. Oh man, we were just catching one big fish after another. Well, I got that a twelve
3: was... seven in a little old trinket trash net like we used to use back in the day. This back in the seventies, <laughs> my mom real went up to the boat and she said, "Just get his head in there and come on up with him." And, uh, <laughs> boy, that was a big old trout caught in August. I see. Didn't have a lot of weight on it. It was
5: that's a big trout. It
3: was a monster, but twelve seven. That's the biggest trout I ever. Heard of on a rod and reel out of Trinity Bay. We had some good ones in that bay back then, but now the netters used to catch some bigger than that. But yeah. That was a monster. Yeah, I thought it was a kingfish when it came up. That's how long it was. <laughs> good <laughs> Lord. I had one in, oh. uh, on Sabine in 99,
4: right after one of your Trout Master tournaments uh, on Stutes Island. I went and waited it on that Monday, and we uh, – that's
3: where my biggest fish in my life came
4: from. That island right there. I, I knew after, I knew after that morning that it would probably never get any better than it was that morning. We we caught and released. We had eight or nine that were over twenty eight inches. that yeah. That we weren't keeping them, but one of them died. So we took them to the boat and measured about twenty eight and a half. And then I had one on that I got to the got to me that I. You look back now and you said, man, that fish was 12, 12 and a half pounds and he he dwarfed anything. Yeah. <laughs> that morning, you know, you had you had you had a 28 to look at all. You had a bunch of 28s to look at all morning, and uh, on a black top dog and didn't have a net. You know, she just sat there and just
3: <laughs> that was a good bait over there. Oh. Red, red eyes and black top dog. Oh, oh man, that was a good one. and man. that old uh, frogger was good.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the frog was good too.
3: I misspoke. It was It was Sydney. Sydney. The, the Middle Islands right. one. I lost that, or released that big one on. I should have never thrown that fish back. Should have killed it. You know that a twenty-eight
5: and three-quarter inch trout on Sabine normally will weigh somewhere around eight, eight and a half.
3: Yeah, yeah. They they're healthy. They weigh they're, up.
5: They're big old fat fish, but. Uh, uh, the last that, that last fish that I lost out of the net was in twenty fifteen. That was uh that was the year for the big trap for us. And and then it went down after that. We lost all of our lost all of our uh big fish. That started with uh, the Sabine River flood in twenty sixteen. That was in like early March. Uh, and that was a record flood for the Sabine and it it just washed out everything on the Louisiana side. Yeah. Then Harvey, you know, and after that, it was more more of the same for
3: years. See, our started a road. year earlier than you. We went 2015, 16, then the big Harvey 17 and 18, 19. I mean, I can't even remember all of them. It was just it was about seven years of just you know just yeah bad luck. Hey, but that's
5: uh, that's. Coastal fishing for you, stuff happens.
3: Yeah, but I never, yeah. all my days, I never seen that much fresh water that many years in a row. Building I've been around ark. a while.
4: Yeah, we were all thinking about building an ark back then.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I
3: was contemplating it.
5: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, when the Sabine and, and, the, and the Natchez rivers run together at yeah. I 10, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's serious. It it almost got in my house and did get in a lot of people's homes. I mean, that was. uh, I'd never seen the Natchez River in my yard because I'm on a pretty tall hill. Right. But it it was there. And I thought, the the first thing I thought after I didn't flood out, I said, well, what's this going to do to the trout? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can answer that now. But. You know, somehow we still caught fish through all of that year. I mean, it it was a little more difficult. Wasn't near as many of them as there was, but somehow we just kept... But it, it actually made me a better fisherman because I had to reach down and really dig to figure it out. You know, where did these fish go when it gets like that? You know, they... They backed up in the back of the bows way back in there, all the big bows had fish way in the back, and uh I, once I figured that out, I just worked them until they got back out to the lake and it It was uh really an interesting situation. Then we had no bass in the marsh, and then all of a sudden,
3: after Harvey, we had
5: bass everywhere.
3: Yeah, from every major lake in Texas.
5: Oh, (laughs) really Flushed all
3: the way from above Rayburn down, man, to Lita. Yeah,
5: Rita had killed all
3: freshwater fish in the marsh down there. Oh, yeah, that saltwater intrusion.
5: Oh, man, yeah, it just wiped them out. Didn't catch one for a year or two. (laughs) Then it all turned back around. So now you, I caught, uh, let's see, we caught, Four bass Monday on the way in, and uh, three bass on uh, on Tuesday. You know, pretty good little old chunks. And in Louisiana, they're all legal.
3: Yeah, you know, blow oh, yeah. In, you, you pretty keep much anything you want to do in Louisiana is legal. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much right. You know, so what, do you, what hey. do y'all uh, speak?
5: Speaking of limits, what do y'all think about this proposed Texas limit?
3: Hey, it is what it is. We'll see when it happens. It's uh, good to. Go online and uh, use your input. Make your voice heard, or go to these scoping meetings. And and uh, it's because they're definitely going to make a change of some kind. They've got. I think. uh, They've uh, got to do something. Personally, I think it's severe. That's ridiculous.
5: But I mean, far as as far as cutting the limit to three, that's a little bit ridiculous. But
3: well, that's what all uh, our boys below us have been dealing with for two years at emergency limit. They've just yeah, now brought it I back know. to five. It didn't hurt their business at all, either. Hold on, Bill. Come Let on. me knock this commercial break out. I'll be right back, buddy. Hang with me. All right. Well, you know, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop for all your, you know, cuts of pork, beef, and chicken, and not to mention their great processing facility. Both are located right next door to one another, and they have a full menu, of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and check out all their pulled pork, homemade hot dogs, brisket, you name it. It's all excellent. And uh, they're still making gift boxes right now. They're available in-store or online. They'll help you build a custom box for somebody you want to give for a great Christmas gift. And wild game processing, nobody better at processing wild game than the Belleville meat market. Check out their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. The processing facilities open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Call from mom. Answer it. Call
1: silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio Six Ten Outdoor Show Four Nineteen here in the Bayou City. All right, Mister Watkins, we are back. All right, buddy, I'm here with you.
4: Yes, sir.
5: No, I I don't uh, I don't know what uh, what they'll do about that. I I think once they start doing scoping meetings, they usually uh, they usually are going to do it. That's kind of been the way they. They've operated in the past. So, you know, they talk about it, they let you put your input in, and then they do what they think they ought to do anyway. So, right. (laughs) We'll just have to deal with it. But uh, that's, uh, I'm not real sure that that's going to work all that good here. Who knows? Um, Obviously, if you keep fewer trout, uh, they'll uh they'll get to a bigger size. <laughs> I mean the numbers the numbers will work out, but Well see you know, that's it, the it that's the
3: point we've been at the last three or four years in all these bays is we've got the numbers, but they're all too little. They're not growing yeah. up. We're not uh you know, from what I look like look at in my bay system over here, we've got a ton of uh kindergartners to three year old fish. You know, just uh, there's very few over three years old, and it's been that way for a while now. I mean, look at Harvey 2017. That's been that's been that's been eight years since Harvey, and we yeah, still haven't fully recovered from that. I mean, we got the nope. biomass of little ones, but we're just not getting the bigger eight. You know, more age classes of fish, and it. Uh, what else? You it depends on what people three. want. I mean if people are happy, I mean look at Louisiana, they're happy with twelve inch fish. They love it. You know. Yeah. Catching them babies up there, something we'd use for bait or a topwater. And uh now it's uh now it's a thirteen
5: inch and uh they took the guide limits away from the for the trout and I have not been able to figure out whether they've taken the guide limit away on redfish or not.
3: Yes, I I, think so. That applies to all of it. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to check on that. I've been, uh, I've been adhering to it just in case. I'm not really sure
5: exactly how that, how that is, but uh, you know, when they made the change, it was all about trout. Right. uh, So, but a 13 inch trout, that's a little bit better than a 12 inch trout. Yes, it's one (laughs) inch bigger. I'm happy with that. That rule change. I'm happy with. I wish they'd have dropped it to a a limit of 8 or 10, but, you know, that's uh, at least it's a start.
3: Well, what I want to know uh, TPNW, according to their expertise, they say a a trout doesn't reach sexual maturity to be able to spawn and reproduce till it's 14 inches, but Louisiana says it's 12 inches. So, what is it? They're both the same Uh, fish, whether they're in their waters or ours. When do they start spawning? And, uh, well,
5: I've caught 12-and-a-half-inch trap that actually had eggs in them, so well, I, I don't ought, know if they really tell. spawned or not. That ought to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, I mean, I never even thought about keeping one smaller net. that, so uh, it, it just... Well, but, I was kind of in an argument murder.
3: with a guy a couple of weeks ago over this stuff, and I mean, but he's a game hog. All he wants to do is kill, kill, kill. I mean, he could have two freezers full of trout, and he'd want more to put in there. But, uh, they got people like that. That's his prerogative. You know, he, he, he abides by the law and the limits. That's fine. If he wants to stock it up, that's that's his prerogative. But we were talking about this, and it just came down to, I mean, when is enough enough? I mean, what would satisfy you what's your biggest trout you ever caught he said oh probably about four pounds i said wouldn't you like to to catch an eight or a nine or a ten pound trout to experience that and he said no (laughs) not really he said i'll just fish for the meat you know it's a different mentality and it is we got to find a happy medium between the trophy hunters and the regular old joes and and so we can make everybody happy and but he he complained that tp and w doesn't know what they're doing with their fishery and i said well if, uh, you ought to apply for a job, I said, uh, they could use your expertise because I'm telling you that they, <laughs> they know more about this fishery than anybody. They've been researching it and studying it for as long as I've been around. And, uh, yeah, we, we got to go with their gut. I mean, they, they're the ones that do all the surveys and, and, uh, they know, and believe me, they don't want to mess with this stuff and all this controversy. They, they'd love to just leave it alone and, let it go, but they do see a problem with it, and that's why they're addressing it, or they wouldn't be doing this. What a, you well, know, that's you the way I look at it.
5: You and I both agree that you can fish out with a rod and reel. You can fish the fish out. You can. And I don't if, care if what you anybody If why do we have limits? <laughs> I, I watched those guys come over from Louisiana and they got their little popping corks and their little maulers and little shrimps Uh on there and live shrimps and they they'll sweep a shoreline (laughs) and catch everything that's on it within two or three days they've wiped out that whole
7: population
5: of trout and uh then they're gone and i'm left over here with uh you know scraps and uh of course all that does is make me fish harder and better. But, you know, it's. Uh, y- yes, you can catch them out with a rod and reel because there's a lot of fishing pressure out there right now.
3: And there are well, a lot of people we've that been, are good uh, fishermen
5: that are not guides.
3: We're going to catch our so, fish. I mean, we've, we've been doing it so long. If we can't, we better find something else to do. But the average Joe, that's, uh, that's the multitudes and the numbers of, anglers up and down the coast and i would like to see it where the average guy can go out and uh and stick a big fish or catch however many fish he wants to and i mean look at the pressure on the water you're not seeing the people fishing that there was four and five years ago because they're they're tired of going and making water hauls yeah that's true because they're not out there every day then you know Everybody acts like there's fish everywhere, but there's not. We have so many dead zones. Look at Galveston Bay. There's 600 square miles of uh, water, and yeah. all the fish are in about uh, a tenth of it, or 20 <laughs> percent of it. And uh, yeah, it was, maybe so. Yeah. That's uh, and you know the biggest the biggest protector
5: of fish on the coast a trout is a, uh, a southwest wind that blows about 20, 25. <laughs> yeah, Mother Nature. <laughs> that keeps that keeps everybody from catching fish. You know, it, it's difficult. Yes. And uh, that's, that's one thing that allows the fish to proliferate is, you know, northwest wind or southwest wind. It's difficult to catch them. But I'm telling you, what, I was fishing... Tuesday, and I did some fishing in the East Pass. I was there a couple of hours, and I, I promise you, of course that's a main boat road out of Bridge City, Port right. Arthur, Orange, but I, if there was one boat past me, there was 25 boats past me, and I'm sitting there, you know, getting rocked, and those those people were going and coming, and and they weren't all duck hunters. They were a lot of fishermen and on a pretty chilly morning, you know? So they're all that they, once Facebook tells everybody where the fish are
3: and they all show up. Well, there's and birds yes, working somewhere. That's when they come out over Sabine when them birds working, people are coming out of the woodwork, man. Well, they ain't working here, now.
5: <laughs> they quit that. So that's, that makes it a whole lot easier. Yeah. And, uh, I've been catching some really nice three and four pound fish. I had one I had one to that was right at twenty five. And that's that's the biggest trout I've seen in a while. But there's a whole lot of you know, seventeens to twenties, twenty ones.
3: There's a lot of those out yeah, there right those now. Those are all under three year olds, there you go.
5: Yeah. But that there's those. I saw a picture of an honest 25-incher back in the summer, <laughs> and that was everybody did yeah, a double well, take. I'm not that. saying there's Whoa, not man. any
3: big fish. There's unicorns sprinkled all over the bay here and there, but, I mean, there's no schools of big fish no. like we used to have. There's none of that. No, mm-hmm.
5: no, no, no. No, they're they're just not there.
3: If they were there, I'd be catching them. You know, even That's one just... or two of them will get through the croaker nets and everything else through the summer. You know, those yeah. fish that get targeted and hit so hard when they're so vulnerable, you know, on those deep reefs during the spawning season. That's when they get hit yeah. hard, man.
5: Yeah, that's true. And uh, and in a case like that, if you've got, you know, four people in a boat with a guide, you know, that's, uh, you can catch them, and you'll catch them out. They do over will. here. They, they they sweep all the deep reefs and and the, the rigs out in the lake. And within two weeks, all those fish are pretty well gone.
3: Yeah, they get smaller. You can tell when, uh, you know, something's been hit hard. When you first start fishing, it, you know, it's all good quality fish. And then each day that goes on, the bite gets smaller. And there's smaller fish you're catching instead of the good ones. But it, uh, it's a fact. you know, the way these
5: way these fish migrate around Sabine Lake, you know, they might be in Texas. One month and then Louisiana the next, and uh, you you just can't tell where they're going to be. Uh, the yeah. Natchez River is just as full of fish as the Sabine is, but um, you know you you got a smaller limit over there, so a lot of the uh, a lot of the people that really are looking for numbers are not going over there. Yeah, and that that helps those fish, but <laughs> still, if they move. And go across that imaginary line, they're caught.
3: Yeah, exactly.
5: All right, Mr.
3: Watkins, I'm out of time again. If somebody uh, wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you, give them a number, my friend. 409-673-9211. That'll get you there, buddy. All right, Bill. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. I'll see you next year, buddy. You got it. I'm out of here. I'm day. going hunting after this weekend. I'm out of here. Well,
5: good luck. Knock them out.
3: I'll send you some deer pigs. Please Hopefully. do. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, I always Bill. like to see that. Bye-bye. See ya. All right, that's Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. It's time for a break You listen to the outdoor show. We'll be right back.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
3: Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 433 here in the Bayou City. Got Bink Graham's in here hanging out with me this morning. Good morning. Uh, hadn't had anybody in the studio in a while, I'm huh? I guess, would you uh, come to town for Christmas?
4: Yeah, came to Chambers County for Christmas, uh, see Mom and Dad there at and, uh So I just thought, heck, I'd, I'd drop in and see an old buddy. Yeah, you
3: sent me that text, and I said, hey, that's cool.
4: <laughs> heck, yeah. Yeah, we take a day off from hunting. I, we still got hunts going on today. But, uh, there you? Yeah. it's uh, Shoot, I'll be up anyway. Might as well roll in here.
3: How many days off are you going to get for Christmas? About three or four. Well, there you go. Yeah, we'll
4: let that let that
3: marsh heal up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> heal up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of healing up, let's go out to let's go out west now. Richard's not at uh, Conroe this morning. I've got a picture of a buck he had on the ground or something. Richard, good morning. What's up, fish dude?
0: What's What's happening, Mickey? I hear y'all hear y'all having fun in there already. Y'all can do that without me. I got the pink
3: in here with me, man. We've been talking baseball, everything this morning. Old times, old yeah. Times.
0: There you go. There ain't nothing wrong with that at all. I guarantee you. Yeah, that rascal. He, he messed up and stepped out and just. I was actually fixing to get down out of out of the tree the other day, and because it's everything I kept seeing were nice deer, but nothing real big. And I, I thought, well, shoot, I'll just I'll get one more, and just you know, kind of looking at him because I had two two real nice eight points. I kept thinking. Now, well, normally I'd, I'd shoot y'all, but y'all just uh, y'all getting away with it today. And I was like, I say, I pretty much almost gave up about 30 minutes of, of shooting time left and just happened to look up and that one stepped up and poked his head up. And I said, Well, that's a different one right there. And he's, he's there. All them other ones that were around, they, they kind of started paying attention whenever he stepped up. And I said, Well, that's, that's the bull of the woods right there. So I'm have to take him. They got that bull rascal. of the woods.
3: That a, I, I, yeah, that used to I, be, what was Bull of the Woods? Chewing tobacco or snuff or something? Chewing bull chew of the tobacco. Woods. Yes, chewing. Chew yeah, that's a big woods.
0: old <laughs> that's what it was, a plug too. Yep. <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee you it's a, that, that rascal he stepped up and they all them other it's and I said, Well that's that's the one right there. So, yeah, it looks like an I old
6: dude.
0: He was. He's he's probably one of the oldest ones around here. You know, I I told my dad. Told my dad, I said I'd like to, I'd like to see him whenever he hadn't been hustling them does up, because he done run all his fat off by now. I mean, that's they they are all skinny, but he was he's still a big one. So, that's you know, I'm guessing he's probably at least four and a half. He's probably five and a half year old. So, that's you know, that's those are the ones I wait on, and and me and my dad sat around yesterday, started looking at camera pictures and he goes well that's a good one right there and I said what's well, that's the one I shot and he said well he stands out and I said that's the ones I shoot <laughs> I, that's why I, that's why I shoot at them because they if they stand out and look right you know they ain't got to be the biggest in the world it's just if they look right to me you good know whenever I'm dog, sitting out man. there
3: you'll process bro. I
0: guarantee nice. you oh there ain't no doubt about that there ain't no doubt but now it's just about ready to get back to fishing so that's a good thing I'll be back over there I'm going to head back Christmas Day, but, but uh won't be fishing till I don't know, I might go to State Park the day after or something like that, and then hit them because they have the here doing pretty good out there. Oh, they... So, yeah, that's what I just keep hearing, so I'm, I'm going to have to go check them out and see what they're doing, so keep them honest anyway. And then I'll be headed back to Raven here a few days later on in the week. So, it's be uh, bouncing from here to there and everywhere, so. Get get ready and try to find some dang fish at Rhyvern. I got to get away from them crappie fishing over there. That's that's my biggest hang up when I go over there because I get get on Rhyvern. I mean them them crappie are on them deep brush piles, along with them bass, and and it's hard to it's hard to back off of them when I see them. It's just it's hard to say no. <laughs> that's that's the worst part about it because I always have me a crappie rod ready on the boat, especially when I'm over there and. And them 30 yeah. foot brush piles are just full of them. I mean, it's especially with that active target. You sit there and, and scope out there and look, and you see it just light up like a Christmas tree. And it's like, oh no, right. I got to I got to chunk at these rascals. And then you get the chunking at them and start catching them, or whether you catch them or not, it's still fun just to mess with them. Even though I'm I'm supposed to be there bass fishing. You know, that's that's what's so bad about it. I get over. There, Practicing for these dying tournaments and, and uh, get hung up on them crappie. I can't find no dying bass. So I got to keep it in my mind. To
3: yeah, you got to get your priorities all. right, man. I,
0: I, I know.
3: <laughs> Need to leave him damn it's, crappie alone, boy.
0: I, it's horrible, brother. I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, because it's. I, when, when, when I sit there and chuck the Richard, I, he's uh,
3: just a meat hauler, man. He, <laughs> he can't take it. You know, just like hybrids, catfish and crappie. Just oh, my God. Can't yeah. stand it. Gotta go catch some pull off got pull to, off and, bash and go get some crappie baby.
0: I, I mean that's just that's just horrible the way it works out. and I don't know why. I mean we've got some
3: cooler weather just, coming, you know. So
0: yeah, that'll bunch everything up nice offshore again. Anyway, so that's the main thing. You know, like you're right out
3: now, where you at at right now? I'm out on, towards Lano. I am. Uh, What's
0: the weather, the weather, weather like, like out, out there? there? About, I'm sitting out here with no shirt on. It's about fifty fifty or sixty out here yeah, right now.
3: Sixty four <laughs> here. It's short sleeve weather. It's uh it's bombing yeah. for this time of now, year.
0: Yesterday it was foggy as it could be out here, but now it's, today it's clear clear as a bell. So it's uh you know it's not bad out here at all. Now you know drizzle right. rain day before and then then uh like I say yesterday it was just foggy as it could be. And then today it just clears a the bell ain't, ain't no wind blowing or nothing so but it's uh you know it, it feels nice right now but you yesterday I think it got up into the 70s over here so right. it's uh it got way too hot <laughs> it's not December it don't feel like it anyway no or so, right right here at Christmas but I do I do remember one year going to my grandparent's out in New Mexico years ago it was Christmas Eve, it was like 80, and then Christmas Day, it was snow on the ground. So, it's uh, that weather will change on you in a minute. There ain't no doubt, but it, that sounds like
3: 83. Them. I remember James yeah. and I were waiting, it was uh, like mid 60s, upper 60s for lows, and uh, highs in uh low to mid 80s at Christmas. That's time. probably
4: about right. That's
3: and probably then, uh, about right.
4: Then
3: the, <laughs> then the Arctic Express rolled in on <laughs> Christmas Eve, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and, buddy. Uh, I, man, that was nasty. I'm days telling ago. you, it was. never got above freezing for twelve days.
0: I know, I know. And we was out there in New Mexico too, so it just had to had to get back from over yonder. I mean, it's everything was froze over, so it was crazy, you know. It's but I mean, like I say, that's that's been a long dang time ago. But it's it's uh, one of them, one of them things, you know. And it, there ain't no telling. I hear it's supposed to get co- cool again. I don't know if it's going to get cold, but it's supposed to get nah, cool well, again.
3: you know, you'll quick. get. We'll have some upper thirties, low forties for lows, but you know, it'll get up around sixty during the day with sunny conditions. So that's perfect. Yeah, know. Right that's. that's I like I'm telling that. you, that's yeah, fishing and no hunting weather all wrapped up in one.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There ain't no doubt. Hunting the morning, fishing the evening
3: can't do that
0: Cat, uh, yeah, the you the any ducks calves. down
3: there on your water holes you got I, any ducks you know
0: there has been I did notice there's been quite a few of them down here lately so it's, there's several of these like over whenever I crossed over Inks Lake over there it was just full of them I mean good yeah. night that, I, mean, I hadn't seen that many ducks on, on Inks in forever I mean there was we'd go across the bridge and I told my wife I said look at all them ducks down there there must have been I bet there's 500 of them out there in this one little pocket. It's like, goodness, you know, them rascals are ganged up out here. And normally, you don't, you know, you'll see a few of them on some of the ponds and stuff. But it's, uh, you know, it's odd to see a whole bunch, you know, like that. And it's, you know, the most, I think when we was kids, we used to sneak up behind them pond dams. The most I've ever seen about 20 anyway, you know, because we'd crawl them pond dams and, and peek over the top and just take a look, see what was in there, see if it's worth go getting a gun or not. So and that's you know that's that's been way younger. You're supposed to that. show up
3: with a gun.
0: <laughs> I, I know, but we did we we didn't know no better. We was young. I mean, we we'd get out there and we're just walking around and, and say, "Well, let's see what's on
3: this pond," you know. I remember when I was a kid collars, crawling all that mud and everything just to shoot a white crow? I oh, know. We used to do it, it though. I guarantee you. Less frog
0: gigging, frog gigging and all that stuff. I mean, good night. We had fun doing all that stuff. I'm, I want to go do some more frog gigging. It's been some, many years since I've done it. So, it's uh. You don't you know it's much
3: just, about people frogging anymore, but. Uh,
0: not much. There's still there's still, well, still some people that do. I mean, I got. Let's have a some, frog fry. Some, that's right. Get them frog legs going. I guarantee you.
3: you ain't tendons. no doubt.
0: Yeah, you so put be them in a the frying pan;
3: they'll jump out on you. Jump smooth out on you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they sure will. There ain't no doubt. There ain't no doubt about that. But I tell you what, it's that's that just brings back them brings back memories we used to. Everybody used to say, you know, you use it, you use a gig, or do you grab them with your hand? See, we grab them with our hands.
3: We used to shoot them in one, the head with a twenty-two with shorts. Oh, yeah, we done that too. Just pick <laughs> them up, night. throw them in a boat.
0: Yeah, there you go. We just. Oh, you see who, who was best at grabbing them with a the hand, because you could hold a light out there. You hold out there, and, and they'd be just staring at him, sneak up yeah, out of him. Yeah, grab and them, that thing, all
3: that hits hit you on the back of the hand. He was fixing to ah, yeah.
0: I guarantee you, I guarantee you. That's some of the places
3: wrong. I hunted frogs at back in the day had as many moccasins as they did frogs.
0: I bet they did. I bet they did. I mean, there ain't no doubt. Most of these ponds we hunted them at, though they, there wasn't. I mean, there wasn't near as many snakes in there. But that's one thing about me. I've never been scared of a snake. You know, because 'cause I'll snatch him up and junk him out of the way if you need. No, to. I've
3: always respected them though. I, <laughs> I respect them. It's like I respecting respect them, them but... sharks with when you got a big old stringer hanging off of you. Yeah, uh, buddy.
0: Yeah, buddy. I give him his respect. A... See, that's, I'll tell you what, I, when I used to wade Rockport down there all the time, I, I the first time I did that, I had a stringer on me, and, and you get jerked back five feet, and it's like, what in the heck done, did that? And be, you'd be short of trout or something. And fa- found out down there is them porpoises, them dang porpoises jerked them trout yeah, off the stringer. Yeah, and dolphins,
3: they're, they've become a nuisance. They are, uh, they, they're they working eat, on our trout populations. I can assure are. you that. Y'all, Man, tell you y'all what, got a big time in Matagorda now, don't you? We do. Yeah, we do. We do. They're
4: really south of us in Port O'Connor. Yeah, there. they are, West Bay is yeah, bad. Yeah. man,
3: they're bad. Well, y'all got a lot of bull sharks. In but, West they, Bay but they, but they, I like them swimming
4: around me when I'm wading because yeah, they do usually, keep the sharks off of me.
3: Yeah, you do. Yeah. They really
4: do. That's that's the thing. But you you got go to <laughs> yeah, you gotta go to a basket instead of a stringer.
0: Yeah, you got to go to a basket instead of a stringer.
4: My life got yeah. a whole lot better this summer. <laughs> When I quit keeping trout yeah. two years ago, I don't deal with sharks <laughs> anymore. I mean, it's, There you go. Don't deal with them
3: anymore. That was cool fishing with Cliff Webb down there. We didn't even get out of the boat with a stringer. Oh, yeah. And just,
0: yeah, I'll just be darned.
3: Catch and release. No stringer, no nothing.
0: I see when I was down there down there at Rockport, you he, you catch sand trout and throw him back, and by, as soon as you, he hit the water, dang porpoise right there in front oh, of you, yeah. suck him up.
3: Like a chicken I mean on that. a june bug. I guarantee
0: you, he was all over it. Yeah, they're I mean, brazen.
4: They're brazen in Rockport. They, they are. There's one that hangs around Mud Island that just he's been there yep. forever. Or she's been there forever.
0: I guarantee <laughs> that's probably the same one that kept snatching my trout. Ain't is. no doubt. I guarantee because that's right, That's where I used to wait a lot. Is right there around Mud Island. I ain't no doubt. I, I mean, got one just, that
4: hangs. Yeah, hangs around me when I fished the hump around Port O'Connor that. I guess knows the creaking in my knees and knows that, <laughs> uh, and knows I'm gonna throw a topwater. And, and, and I mean, just comes right beside me and just looks at me, just and, and yep. well, stay right here, buddy. Just stay yep, right here, and keep it. those sharp. Of
0: <laughs> I, I get every time they jerk fish off my stringer and get close enough, they'd stick a, look at me like that. And I tell them, you get close enough, I'm gonna stick my thumb in your blowhole. <laughs> that's what I kept telling them. Rascal's stealing yeah. all my trout. I'd like to see that.
3: Kept... Yeah. Yeah,
0: I know. I know. That yeah,
3: pick him. him up like a bowling ball, Richard. <laughs> there
0: you go. There you go. There no that's, way they,
3: no. that's the way we grab him, big old bull reds, when you're wading. I just stick, yep. you know, my thumb in one eye and my middle finger in the other and get control of him, get the hook out, let him swim off. It ain't hurt yep. nothing. No.
0: No, it ain't going to hurt nothing. There ain't No you know, doubt about that. a
3: water carp. You can. I think you can shoot them with a shotgun. They'll swim. Like the road, <laughs> yeah, through. they're hardy they're fish. There you Very go. Hard. There
0: you go. Yep. There ain't no all doubt right, about dog.
3: That. Well, enjoy your time with your dad, and Merry Christmas to you, Richard. And uh, well, Merry
0: Christmas to you all, too.
3: Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you next year. Sounds 2024. good, brother. Sounds good. It's got a ring to it, doesn't it?
0: 2024. It does. There you go. There you go. A lot of
3: hope and dreams coming in 2024, I hope. Always. always yeah <laughs> all right buddy we'll throw them out some info if somebody wants to get with you and go to the bottom
0: all right mickey anyone get in touch with me 936 661 you can find me on facebook just check out the fish tooth guide service you can email me at admin at fish or just check out the webpage page
3: fish right buddy now that you got a deer on the ground a big one's really going to walk out today
0: you know it. You know it. There ain't no Always. doubt.
3: Always. All right, dog. <laughs> All right. See you, Richard. Yeah, Later. All right, Bink. Let's run down here and check in with old Charlie P. this morning. Charlie P., how's your pulse? Good morning.
6: Morning, Mickey, and good morning, Bink.
4: Good morning, Charlie P. What's up?
6: Nothing. Nothing new. I'm. Uh, Tide's up. Still, yeah. You got I'm some still water. Still trying to get this. I'm trying to get this chill out of my body from that east wind all week long.
3: Boy, I tell you, didn't man, it, there's just something about an east northeast wind, and just it, it just it cuts you to the bone.
6: It does. It does, and then, that's two weeks. Two weeks of that.
3: Yeah, that's why we got well, all I this waited. water.
6: Yeah. I waited all week to get a southeast wind one morning. <laughs> Don't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> And uh, let's see, I fish every day except yesterday. Yesterday I just rescheduled and I got fed up with it. But uh, <laughs> they, ate, they ate Sunday big time. They ate Monday big time. Tuesday was horrible. Wednesday I got them, and Thursday was horrible. So I don't know. I don't know. It's like uh, you're
3: on that every other day pattern. Yeah. I've been on that
6: yeah, all I, my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's that time schedule we're on, Mickey. I don't know. There wasn't a lot of. Movement, well, and
3: we're getting but... more water for this time of year than we normally do with these east winds. I mean, it's just uh, we're not getting those low, lows
6: like we're accustomed to. Yeah. I mean, the whole year's been different. Uh,
3: oh, it has.
6: You know, the whole world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no doubt about that. But uh, birds have not worked the way they normally work. No, they haven't. You know, did not see shrimp, that much shrimp in the bay like I normally do. Uh, last year, we couldn't stay out of 15, 16-inch trout when uh, the limit was 17 inches. Right. Where'd they go? Not catching them. No. The, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I, you know, I, what I saw this summer, I saw the croaker fishermen catch more fish than, than ever. Every day. So I guess that made a difference. I don't know. But it's a different year. And uh, most all of our our boat fishing is on the west end of the bay. The east end has been disappointing the whole year, except if you're wade fishing. Right. That's where all the better fish are on the east end of the bay, wade fishing. So I don't know. It's different. Just a different year.
3: Yeah, and it's changed on that east end. That That's the end that got slammed so hard in that freeze, all the videos I saw from people I know that have places down there at Sargent. Man, that's just, that made me want to throw up when I saw all that. Y'all had
6: some huge uh, fish on that end huge. of the bay. I turned loose 230 inches a day before that freeze. I remember up. that. Well, they're dead uh, now. Hell yeah, they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember, we, we Mother would, Nature got them.
4: Yeah, we would, you know, we would catch what a 5 to 7 pounder probably 5 to 6 times a week before all that drifting, you know, oh, not yep. even I mean I'm talking about pilgrims out there that yeah. that can barely hold a rod, you Beginners, know. Beginners, yeah. Yeah, well, they were they had a chance to catch fish like that. I mean, we they were cheap and I hate to say that, but they were. They were they were cheap and we didn't, you know. We didn't really a lot of us didn't really appreciate what we had, Well, we do now.
6: <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, we all knew it wasn't going to last forever, <laughs> but uh, yes. it uh, it did last for a long time. It was pretty damn good. Well, back good. in the
3: heyday, <laughs> yeah. me and Charlie would look at each other at the old crawlies and go, man, how can, how can all these fish still be here? We, we'd go in behind gill netters with thousands of pounds a night out of each net And we'd go out there and do the same thing with a rod and reel, and it just, I mean, it's like, it ain't ever going to end. Well, it did. Yeah. Finally. But it wasn't because of that. Just uh, things have changed, man. Yeah.
6: And the other thing is, I mean, not that I really want to catch them, but the sand trout, what happened to them? What What happened happened to them? them? Yeah. Unless they're on that. There's just an
3: environmental imbalance, you know. Coastwide, wide that, uh, that has changed, you know, and, yeah. uh, it's, we got to adapt to it also to save what we got left.
6: That's right. That's right. I know what I would do to make a big change, but they won't do it. So what, uh, whatever we'll deal with, it. Well. keep picking away on them. the, uh, See, I caught uh, about five Gulf trout this year, wade fishing on the end of Half Moon Reef. When I was, you know, we were, we caught specks on the Half Moon. Bink knows that too. The whole year, the whole year, the whole year. And you can still go there and catch them. But uh, one day I caught about five Gulf trout, mixed in with those uh, those specks, and and never hadn't caught one since anywhere, nowhere.
3: That's crazy. Matagord has always been known for their big Gulf trout, and we were
4: counting on them this year to take pressure off. Well, uh, sure. I mean, I, I've 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 taught my people, hey, if you want to keep some fish, hey, let's keep some of these Gulf trout, sand trout, whatever they are. You know, I don't, I don't. I'm not real – I just know. I've had days where there's 15 and 16 inches, and man, you That's you what get you that know. thing on. There you go. And and I mean, hey, hey, look why don't we? If you gonna keep some, let's keep those and let the ones with the spots go.
3: Yeah, that'll save your speckled trout fishery right there. Weed on those a little bit. Yep. But they weren't here.
4: I don't. I don't. They weren't. They. We kept waiting for them to show up. Show up. Show up. Show up. And you just kind of pick at them. And and man, and there wasn't the real big ones this year like like normal. I don't know. No, they were little, little little bitty fish. But you know, that's what I tell people too when we're out there drifting. When when. uh. When those little sand trout are there, you got a chance at a big trout because those those suckers are eating those things. When, right, i mean, oh, yeah. eating them. There's been Charlie's seen it so many times when we've had a a little sand trout on and just skiing him to the boat, and something really really big tries to eat him. Uh, man, that's a that's a trout, and and
3: man, that's changed for us up here because uh, now when you get a little trout on reeling up the boat, yeah. you got a bull red trying to eat it. That's uh. Food change, changing daily. All right, Charlie yeah, we, P., well, I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and all that and a Happy New Year. I'll see you next year. But uh, somebody wants to call you about going fishing, coming down, how they get a hold of you, brother.
6: Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401, and both of y'all have a good Christmas, too. We're
3: going to do it, brother. Merry
6: Charlie, Christmas, have a good Merry one, Christmas. man. Y'all take
3: care. All right, later. All right, it's time for our top-of-the-hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor
2: Show. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.
7: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?